0: It's the William Tell Show. I call myself William Tell. You can call me Bill. Watching the national TV news Thursday morning, my principal impression was that on both sides of the current dispute over whether or not to reopen the country, In the midst of this epidemic, on both sides, folk are extremely uncomfortable with the uncertainties that face us, and they're all trying desperately to get control of the uncontrollable. They all want to control the future, and that's just not going to happen. Thank you for including me in your world. We can all practice social distancing this episode is unscripted so it may not be the normal length i am recording this on friday afternoon may 8th the episode was originally slated for release on tuesday may 12th but i am probably going to release it instead on monday the 11th for reason that as of 11 a.m on monday the 11th I may no longer have net access. The second segment will contextualize that. I'm recording under some rather bizarre circumstances. The Wi-Fi at the hotel isn't working for me so I've come back to Dunkin Donuts and I'm sitting outside out front of Dunkin Donuts using their Wi-Fi even though they're closed and it's raining. Many things are up in the air right now, both nationally and for me personally, and folk are uncomfortable with uncertainty, and that's what this episode is all about. I am reminded of a TV show from the late 1960s, Get Smart. It was a spoof on the whole spy genre. Don Adams played Maxwell Smart, the James Bond type, Agent 86, and his partner was the incredibly gorgeous Barbara Feldman. Her character's name was never used in the show. She was referred to simply as Agent 99. So the music I've attached to this episode is the song 99 by Toto which I've always assumed was about her. Agents 86 and 99 worked for a vast secret network of good guys called Control and the enemies, the vast secret network of bad guys, was Chaos. K-A-O-S. No normal person likes Chaos. It's perfectly fitting that the anti-government demonstrators in Michigan carried guns that reflects their insecurity, their desire to get control. Uh, Of course, in their world, in the world of their imagination, just as in the ghetto, it is the guy with the gun who controls the future. But there's also the option that I have engaged in all this intellectualization in order to escape facing my feelings about what I face right now. On the other hand, I was recently told that some so-called expert is predicting that come July we will be seeing 3,000 deaths per day from this disease. Even if that proves to be fact, I don't think it's a good thing to say. We're in a situation right now where anybody with an opinion can go on national TV and get her or his 15 minutes of fame. No matter how expert you are, it doesn't necessarily make you a balanced personality. And right now we're in a situation that's particularly prone to pull people off balance, so we find folk making statements that they make in order to say something about which they can presume to be certain, because uncertainty can be so scary, so we've got to be certain of something. I have long been impressed that the desire for certainty may be the strongest of all human motivations there was a 20th century political philosopher who said that that is indeed the case and that the desire for certainty drives all politics left wing or right wing the desire for certainty drives all politics that may have been eric vogelin eric vogelin i can't be real sure the problem with Vogelin is that he expresses himself principally in terms of metaphors drawn from Christian theology not the Bible theology and if you're not familiar with those terms it's kind of uh, hard to grasp what he's saying for anyone it seems to me to boil down to a disacceptance of what is. The world is not the way we want it to be, and so we get very uncomfortable and upset. There is what's called the is-ought dilemma. What is is not what ought to be. There was a 19th century Scottish philosopher who examined this in some detail. His name is David Hume. His views are so close to mine, so strongly similar to mine, that I suspect he may have been me or I may have been him. The is-ought dilemma continues to trouble me profoundly personally. Things do happen in the real world that ought not be physically possible. I link to a blog post that examines this. The title is Forgiving the Cosmos. I may have been in a better state when I wrote that than I am now. Uncertainty can make us uncomfortable, different folk are uncomfortable with it to different degrees, depending on to what extent they do accept what is and do accept the uncertainty we face. All of this is directly on point with the uncertainties that face me right now in my life. For reasons that are explained in the other blog post I link to, um, the wrongest verse revisited, on or about March 25th, because of coronavirus. The mission basically shut down its homeless shelter. They took 35 of us homeless guys and integrated us into the housing for the men in the drug treatment program. The remaining 25 homeless guys were left to fend for themselves. I wasn't surprised that he got it. I wasn't surprised that he got it. That's basically the way he lives his life. So as opposed to letting us homeless guys continue there and apparently run the streets regardless of what we're asked to do and expose ourselves to the pandemic and bring it back into the building, the mission decided to uh, send all us on our way. We were made aware of that decision this past Tuesday and we were to vacate the building no longer, no later than Friday morning. That was this morning. Only late last night did I find out the time we were expected to leave. We were to leave out no later than 8 a.m. this morning. I made myself a hotel reservation for Friday night tonight. I later decided, for safety reasons, to extend that through Sunday night so I'd be here until Monday morning. Um, Checkout time is 11 a.m. and as things stand, once 11 a.m. comes on Monday morning, there's no telling what will become of me. The mission staff member who works with us homeless guys has been urging us to go to a specific new shelter that just opened on the west side. It's run by St. Vincent de Paul Society, which is a positive thing. The amazing drawback and negative sign my. My therapist and I spent an hour, a solid hour, Thursday morning, yesterday morning trying to track down a phone number for this place so I could check it out by phone first. It turns out there is no phone number for this shelter. That's a very strange way to do business. So as things stand, I am planning to go out there Monday afternoon and see if I can get in, in person. Go in person, see if I can get in. So I've got my hotel reservation until 11 o'clock Monday morning, the 11th. And as of that time, at that time, I either will or will not be stranded uncertainties and unknowns and accepting uncertainties accepting unknowns that's what this all boils down to always a good thing to count your blessings i write a lot and i talk a lot about choice choosing in this situation the bible verse i am choosing to focus on is psalm 34 verse 1 I will bless the Lord at all times, his praise shall continually be in my mouth, be blessed. About a month later, Johns Hopkins Hospital approached the mission. There is fortuitously some kind of special relationship between the mission and Johns Hopkins. Johns Hopkins came offering a new test for coronavirus that could get results in 24 hours. So they tested 370 men, including all of the guys in the drug treatment program and all the homeless guys and some other folks who were housed there. And 67 of us came back positive. That's 20% of our population there was one dorm with guys in the so-called va program veterans administration program it's not really a program it's just housing for these homeless veterans every one of them came back positive so the va came in moved them all out and put them all in hotel rooms as to us homeless guys half of us came back positive the records of who left and who returned to the building as we would leave and come back indicated that some of us had pretty much been running the streets. The first guy, the first one of us who came down with coronavirus a couple of weeks back before the testing, um, he, uh, for him it was basically a venereal disease.